0: You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from St. Michael and All Angels Church in Savannah. We are an Episcopal congregation in the Diocese of Georgia. And you can find out more about us by visiting www.stmichaelsavannah.com. I feel like it's safe to talk about baseball in church uh, because, uh, first of all, it's my favorite of the sports. It's the most perfect of all wow. of the games and sports that we play. We can talk about why that is another time. <clears throat> um, and, and honestly, it's actually, baseball is really more of a spiritual exercise than it is huh. just a game. Uh, because if you think about it, it, it's the only such organized sport where the primary goal to go home. is to reach home safely. That's why I said, can okay, talk about baseball in church? Now, the reason this came up is we were talking about today, the Feast of Transfiguration, and my friend is kind of newly ordained. And he's like, Why do we get this in the middle of the year? I said, Because the feast day is August the 6th. That's why. Uh, I didn't make up the calendar. And he said, Well, he said, it just sort of feels sort of stuck right in the middle of the church year, you know, kind of like the All Star break is in the middle of the baseball season. He said, Is that too silly to talk about? I said, no, it really isn't, because they are kind of similar. So we've been going through this season of Pentecost uh, following sort of the life story of Jesus, as he's called his disciples, as he's traveled from town to town, he's preached, he's taught, he's healed, he's performed miracles. Kind of all of the stuff that we associate with his earthly ministry has happened, and then right in the middle of this, we suddenly take a break from all of that and we are taken up on the mountain with Peter and James and John. Jesus doesn't tell them how to go. He just says, y'all come with me. And then while we're there, um, this amazing thing happens. Jesus is transfigured. Now that's an important word because what it means is his appearance changed. He is transfigured, not transformed. Because to be transformed, that means really a change of, of substance. Transfiguration is a change of appearance. And, and, and the Gospels don't really tell us how, right? If you, if you were paying attention, uh, Luke simply said, the appearance of his face was changed. And his clothes became dazzling white. This great light sort of emanates from him. And Peter and James and John are kind of knocked to the ground by just the sheer force of it. And as they look up, they see Jesus transfigured in glory. And with him are Moses and Elijah, the two greatest figures of the Old Testament stories, talking with him. And and then the voice of God comes. Cloud comes down upon them on top of the mountain, and this voice says, unmistakably, for everyone to hear, this is my son, my chosen. Y'all listen up, is kind of what it says. Peter and James and John, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to make of this. This is not what they expected because nothing like this has ever happened before. And then after that moment, Things change for them and for Jesus because the Gospels tell us that after that moment when he came down from the mountain, Murray's not here. Does anybody know what the next thing is? What's it wasn't saved. He comes down from the mountain and his face is. Yeah. That's what for really me. The next thing. His face is set like a stone towards Jerusalem. This is the turning point. In the earthly ministry of Jesus, because from now on, he is headed to Jerusalem, he is headed to the cross, and nothing is going to distract or divert him from that. And if you follow baseball, you know that right after the All Star game, things get serious. We have the trade deadline, and all they're thinking about is the playoffs in the World Series. Everything else kind of goes, and we get focused. That's what happens with Jesus. This focus on what his mission is that follows this encounter with the living God. Now, here's what I want to suggest to y'all: that this has to say to us. And if I uh, if I'm making a mistake here, I'll, I will apologize for it ahead of time. It's dangerous. To generalize one's own experience to everybody else in the room. But that's what I'm going to uh, do. Because I've been thinking about this for a while now. I've really been wrestling with this. And then when the Transfiguration came up, this is just kind of where I am. And it has to do with why do we come to church in the first place? Why do we carve out this hour or so on Sunday morning? And when we walk in the door, find our place in the pews. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're getting ready to, mm-hmm. right? Do you know what we're supposed to be doing? What this Pray. worship? Pray. Pray. Mm-hmm. Worship. Mm-hmm. That's our primary purpose. That is our primary function. And when we talk about the Eucharist, the service that we're in, we say it's the principal act of worship for Christians on Sunday. The principal act of worship. Which means when we walk in the door into the space and we find our place on our knees or in the pews or even as we come to the rail, what we are meant to be doing is worshiping God. Our hearts and our minds are meant to be turned towards God. And, folk, and this is where I'm generalizing my own experience. i got to admit that's not always the first thing on my mind. It probably should be. But you know what? Sometimes I'm worried about are the prayers of the people gonna be called up in time? And then I forget to put somebody's name on there that was supposed to be. Um, or you know, to, to get the baptismal candle for the person to put down I can't help it, I get distracted by all these other things that I'm so, that I'm not supposed to concentrate on but that that I'm worried about. And other times um, I, I'm coming to church uh, I know I have to be here because I'm leaving service. So, uh, apart from that, because I need something. I find comfort and strength is quiet and peaceful. It's helpful to be part of the community of the faithful, surrounded by my brothers and sisters in Christ. Come to the altar to to be fed and to be strengthened. All of those things are important, and I'm not dismissing any of those. That is what we do when we come to church. But if that is our sole focus, if that's our primary thought, then guess what? Our primary thought is about ourselves and not about God. Transfiguration shows us this moment where Christ is fully revealed as the Son of God. And then the moment that revelation is made, He starts telling people, this is what it means for me to be the Son of God. I am headed to Jerusalem to do the cross. You better make up your mind and get on board and follow me because that's where we're going. What I've started doing again recently that I've gotten out of the habit of doing for a while is finding um, sometimes during the week to go to church somewhere else. I go attend Eucharist somewhere else, sometimes at the Dawson House or at, at another church, just so I can sit in the congregation. Not, not have to preach, not have to worry about who's going to read prayers to the people, or did we turn the air conditioner on, or all that stuff. I can just set that aside and sit. And what I am trying to do in that moment is to stop thinking about myself and what I'm getting out of this. And consciously turn my attention towards the presence of God. And what I want to suggest to you, because my experience tells me this is true until I forget it and get distracted, is that when we do consciously turn our attention to God and worship when we make Him our priority and our first objective to love and adore and worship Him, you know what we find Mm -hmm. is that all those other needs we brought with us, They get taken care of along the way. We do get fed and nourished and strengthened and restored. So, today on this Feast of the Transfiguration, we sort of uh, find ourselves atop the mountain with Peter and James and John and Jesus, and we see the power of God revealed. In the face of Jesus, we have a choice to make—to turn our attention, our hearts, and our minds, and our whole being towards Him. Follow Him down the mountain and along that course that leads us to Jerusalem and to the cross. And if we do, I suspect we will find along the way is that we, ourselves, are not simply transfigured, but are transformed. Amen.